Hello, fairy tale friends. It's your host, Tara. And Ryan. We just wanted to make a quick announcement before this episode. Recently, we have started recording with some new equipment in the hopes of bringing you a better sounding show. Unfortunately, we had some technical issues during the following episodes. We went back and forth about what to do and ultimately decided to release them as is because we enjoyed the content of the episode so much. You may notice some pops and crackles and other weird audio artifacts while listening, especially on some nicer headphones. So maybe these are some good episodes to listen to in the car or just simply on your phone. The good news is we seem to have taken care of the problem and we'll be back with quality audio very soon. Until then, please enjoy the Three Caballeros. I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Uh, hola, amigos. Oh, boy. <laughs> Off to a rocky start here. Why is it rocky? Because uh, you said it like a Texan. Hola, well, and, and, amigos. Hola, me llamo Peggy yeah, Hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, hello, listeners. Uh, if you haven't guessed, we are talking about the three caballeros today. Yes. Uh, One, I feel like, and today we will be exploring the song that Ryan has had in his head for over a week. Which is? <laughs> the three caballeros. Okay, because like, there are several in here. Oh, no. This one specifically, just saw this like... it's been rough uh so yeah we're pretty excited about this one uh as you'll hear in the episode uh previous to this we loved how disney explored south america with saludos amigos Amigos. and this is like this is almost like the first disney sequel we're watching i mean it's not it's not considered a sequel um, but it's definitely a continuation. It's a little bit, yeah. It's it's. I think it it continues with. I mean, Donald becomes the main character mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. one. I think, and then he has he meets people along the way. So, well, well, why don't you go ahead and read our IMDb uh, sure synopsis? So uh, it's very short. In 1944 is when it was released. Donald receives his birthday gifts, which include traditional gifts and information about Brazil and Mexico, and that's it. <laughs> it's a very shockingly well, short synopsis. Uh, this, is, this is one I watched a lot growing up. Okay, I don't, know I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh. So, if you like Saludos Amigos, I think you're going to like a lot of this. But I think you'll like Saludos That might my, my guess is you'll like Saludos Amigos more for a couple reasons. Um, I watched it a lot uh, growing up. I think just it was on Disney Channel. I think they, it was one they could divide up pretty mm-hmm. easily. Disney has seems to have this weird... Um, obsession with these characters or they keep wanting them to come back and i'll go into that in a little bit because i did some some study on that stuff but uh i i think you might not like it as much it's it's a more it's animated and live action in a lot of spots and the way they did that was pretty cool but this this uh i don't know i'm trying to think of a good way to say this that's maybe not inappropriate but this i remember this one being a little uh twitter pated like, it's a lot of, like... Oh, well, Donald, I read that Donald is chasing after yes, women. It's a yes. lot of, like, good-looking women, and then they're all, like, hearts. And it's like the, the, yeah. the Tex Avery wolf 
or the mm-hmm. remember the mask? Yeah. It's like whoa with the yeah. eyes coming out and stuff like that. So, so. um, it's, so it'll be interesting. I <laughs> listeners, I never like when I'm told what I will and will not like, but oh, Ryan okay. usually has a good gauge on my interests. I don't think I will you will. Say. I don't think you'll you'll not like this one. I think you'll like salute. I okay. think you'll have like we'll this one better. But uh, so it also was given an eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I just like to keep that consistency because we've mentioned that. Is in that the our lowest episodes. one so far? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, some things I found interesting, to be honest, a lot of the notes and, uh, facts I looked up are fairy tale facts, uh, <laughs> will make more sense, I think, after we watch it, so I really only have a couple things here, but I did find it interesting that Clarence Nash, uh, he provided the voice of Donald also in, uh, Saludos Amigos, he also provides the voice of Donald in the Spanish dubbed version, so <laughs> I found that really fun. Uh, the other thing I found He's like fun, Vin Diesel from Guardians. Did you know that? Vin, I didn't know that. Vin Diesel does all the I am Groots for every language of Groot. I didn't know that. That's but great. He, because he wants the same inflection and also yeah. because he probably wants the paycheck. Hey man, I can't <laughs> knock him for that, but that's great. Uh, the other thing that I gravitated to, uh, was looking into the music of this film. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I do for a living, I may have mentioned it in a previous episode. I am a music therapist. And uh, my focus is with older adults. So I work in memory cares, assisted livings, long-term care communities. And so a lot of the music I'm sharing is 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s music. And so in this film, I read that several of the songs became 1940s hits. So they were covered by Bing Crosby and Dinah Shore. So I found that really cool that, you know, now you're starting to see, and this happens with these crooners, is, you know, it not only happens with movies, but with musicals, where if folks didn't listen or were interested in musicals, they might hear, like, Some Enchanted Evening was from South Pacific, but then I think I believe it's Perry Como does a very famous version of it. So then you have listeners who follow Perry Como who now know songs from musicals. So I always find that interesting that these artists were able to mainstream music that you might not have known was from a Disney movie or was from a musical or something like that. I'd be interested to hear the Bing Crosby version of any of these songs. Uh, mostly I'm wondering if maybe there's a song, like remember the, like the Saludos Amigos song wasn't very Latin. Well, I will I'm say there one is one, there is one that he does. Let me find it here. You belong to my heart specifically that was in this mm-hmm. and it's later, it's later featured in a Disney short called Pluto's Blue Note and eventually Bing Crosby records that. I don't know if he, if his recording is used in Pluto's Blue Note uh, or if it was just recorded after the fact, they don't really specify, mm-hmm. but that's another example of this song not only being used, I believe, here in this movie, but also in something a little bit later. And then, really, the only other thing I think I wanted to mention here... Uh, so, with the exception of Mickey uh, meeting the conductor in Fantasia, this was the first time Walt Disney attempted to combine animation oh, and live yeah. actors. So, this is mentioned everywhere. It's mentioned in a lot of the synopsis. It's mentioned as one of the first trivia facts that this is the first time that they used live action with animation because in Saludos Amigos, there's live action, but the animations never interact with the live action. Right. So, it's not... It's different because it's kind of pieced together, whereas this is kind of the first example of them doing this on a bigger scale and uh, I like the nod to Fantasia, but that was a very short and quick clip. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you follow our Instagram page, just, you can see the yeah. silhouette of Mickey. Uh, so a shout out to our Instagram. There wasn't, I couldn't find a whole lot of like a behind the scenes movie on this one or anything, but mm-hmm. we'll get, there was one, but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, we, I did find they had recently, I guess recently as to probably whenever this DVD came out, they had found a whole bunch of B-roll footage, which is harder to find in the age of film versus, you know, television mm-hmm. or film versus digital. And uh, it was the actress, and I, it's it's a part where Donald's again chasing this Mexican actress. I believe she's Mexican, um, but she's definitely wearing like a big sombrero. She's wearing what looks like the Three Amigos outfit, you know, with all the fringe mm-hmm. and everything. And she's dancing with all these cactuses, cacti in the background. And uh, what they had done is they had animated that previously, and then they put her up in front of uh, rear projection. So, and then later animated Donald on top of that. Mm. So they had like all the, the footage of her filming that and then the cameras and stuff. And it's very interesting. I don't think it's, 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 it's a lot of insight into it, but it is just kind of interesting to watch. It's like behind the scenes footage from a 1940s film, which is interesting. Yeah, no, that's really great. The other thing, I always like to look up the Oscars and kind of see what things were nominated for. Uh, and despite its famous musical soundtrack... Uh, it never won for Best Musical Score, so it was nominated for Best Score, and it was nominated for Best Sound. It did not win either one, uh, and Best Musical Score went to Anchors Away in 1945. Again, this is interesting to me because of what I do for a living. Isn't Anchors Away the Navy song? It is a Navy song, but it was also a movie that starred Gene Kelly, and Frank Sinatra did a, a bunch of songs so was it, as well. So was it the Navy song after this? Starting no, the, the Navy song dates back, I believe, before the 40s. Oh, the song the, Anchors Away didn't win. The movie. The movie won. Okay, yes, okay, okay. Yes, I was there like, was a movie named Anchors Away. Like, the Navy yes. song is yeah. one of There was four. a movie named Anchors Away, which is also the official song for the mm-hmm. Navy. The other thing here, uh, the last kind of fact that I have uh, is that it is Donald's birthday, as we mentioned, I believe, in the synopsis. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, his birthday is listed as Friday the 13th, but no month. And they do refer to his birthday in a later cartoon that also refers to it as Friday the 13th. That's really funny. Because, so so as part of the, the review for this, I watched, there's a The Legend of the Three Caballeros, which I'll look up during the break exactly where that was shown, because I think it was only on a like Disney YouTube channel that went out foreign and didn't stay in this country mm-hmm. but the whole thing is it starts off and it's donald's birthday and it's friday the 13th maybe there. that's what they were referring to but yeah there's something later on yeah that they also refer to his birthday as friday the 13th so they seem to keep that mm-hmm. uh that's that's a fun little guys donald. keep that in your pocket for a pub trivia mm-hmm. but um, yeah that's about all i've got for this one. so i did a little uh research on the characters i've always really liked the, the design and i I've had kind of a soft spot in my heart for, uh, and it's, it's interesting because I've liked these two characters, but I never remember their names until we started doing this pod- podcast. Jose Carioca and uh, I believe it's Panchito Pistoles, which is mm-hmm. an unfortunate, <laughs> his, his, his uh, personality is every time he gets excited, <laughs> he shoots his guns yes. in the air. I, I love them both. They're just interesting and fun and like, like Jose's very cool, but like Poncho's very excited all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so I started examining like what happened to these characters after this. Well, um, they are in Melody Time, right? Jose is. Jose is in a lot more stuff than Panchito. Yeah, something I was reading said that we do get to see these characters again in Melody Time, which I'm excited yes. for. Um, the other thing they show up in is 
Uh, Jose shows up in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. I, I found a... I'll, I'll post that video. He's just in the background. Like, mm-hmm. the, the scene after they kill Judge Doom, spoiler alert, and they're all sitting around going, well, he wasn't a rabbit, he wasn't... Something. He's behind, like, Bugs Bunny or something. Oh, okay. But it's cl- he's clearly there. Yeah. Um, they show up in, like, House of Mouse, which was a, a show where it was, like, Dis- uh, Mickey had a supper club, mm-hmm. and everybody came and watched, like, variety show stuff. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? It sounds familiar, I yeah. vaguely remember it, but yeah, apparently he reading, showed up. I was reading a little bit about it, and I thought you might have that as a yeah. fact, so yeah. He showed up, and then I think the Three Caballeros showed up, and then they got their own show, and then they're on the new DuckTales, which I don't know if I've pushed the new DuckTales on this, but the new Listeners, DuckTales is, is great. Ryan is obsessed with the new DuckTales. Legitimately very good, and, and it's it's definitely a show that's made by people who care about the IP and care about these characters, mm-hmm. but it's especially obvious when you watch it compared to The Legend of the Three Caballeros, which is fine, but it's just a dumb kid's show that I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch past about an episode, an episode and a half. And this is a new, The Legend of the Three Caballeros is new. I think it came out around the same time as they were doing the new DuckTales. Okay. The Legend of the Three Caballeros. But it's ca- new and on Disney+. Plus. It is just, on Disney+. Okay. Plus. Just so listeners kind of know what you're talking and about. And it's essentially like way back in ancient times, there were these three, the three Caballeros helped defeat evil and then... It ends up being Panchito, Jose, and Donald's like great 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 grandfathers, and they all inherit this this shack, and it's got all these like mystery things in it. And they open up a book, and Xandaris, the goddess of adventure, comes out, who's essentially just Wonder Woman. I think it's even voiced by the woman who did Wonder Woman on Justice League, mm-hmm. but she just like sends them on adventures. It's 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 fine. But it might sound like it might be something to check out. Oh, it might be good it's, for kids. And also, if you like these characters, it's another way you can see these characters in a different way. But that's what I'm saying. In DuckTales, they come back and they were a band that uh, Donald was in, in oh, like, college fun. or something. And they, Uncle Donald. They sing Uncle Donald. And, yeah, it's it's I'll, I'll put up, there's a, there's a YouTube video of, like, the original song, the song from the intro of The Legend of the Three Caballeros, and the uh, uh, song when they sing it on DuckTales, and it's just all of them together, and... I'll let you choose, but if I have to recommend one, check out DuckTales and the new DuckTales in general. It's great. And then the other thing uh, that I know you were looking up that we're really excited about uh, and wanted to let all of you know, just in case you haven't heard, is is it June 12th? It's either June 12th or June 22nd. So in the month of June, so not very... Too far from now. Yeah. Well, not to when date this, this comes... Month. Heck, okay. Yeah, this may come out right around when it comes yeah. out, which is a happy coincidence. Check out on uh, Disney Plus, there's a documentary from, I believe, 2009 called Walt and El Grupo. And it's the story of this trip, not only for Three Caballeros, but for um, Saludos Amigos. It's the story of the uh, Goodwill trip. Yeah, and and which we were so fascinated about when we did research and watched uh, Saludos Amigos. So I'm really pumped that they're kind of doing a deep dive into it on Disney Plus. Uh, so well, I'm also excited that Disney Plus is doing more of these because the thing about the documentary I saw in Saludos Amigos is it was it was filmed at the time and it was definitely filmed by like Walt Disney and like yeah you know so this one might have probably not like a bunch of dirt on the situation but it may have a little bit more dramatic Inside, yeah. insider info and it it, it, it comes out uh, like it, like you said June 12th or June 22nd maybe out now I mean this is a podcast perpetuate into the future so there's a good chance it's already out. But check it out. Um, yeah. I think that's all I've got on, on. Oh, I also just will be posting this on the Facebook page. But I found a, uh, a, a YouTube video 
about how to make the uh, official drink of uh, um, Brazil, where he talks a lot about the, the character Jose Carioca and things like that. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's made out of the cachaca liquor, liquor Ooh, that we okay. saw in Saludos Amigos. But, you know, don't let your kids see that. That'll be a little bit of uh, Princess Diaries after dark. So <laughs> I like that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we uh, will see you on the other side. We're going to uh, watch Three Caballeros, and we'll let you know how it goes. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Ryan was right. I enjoy Saludos Amigos better. Well, I also uh, think it's shorter. Yeah, and it's not to say I didn't enjoy Three Caballeros. There's parts I really liked, but I did kind of zone out a little bit at the end. Um, and I think I think overall, almost each segment could have been trimmed down. Not every segment, but there were probably at least three segments that could have been a little bit shorter. I liked this one a lot, but it definitely was a nostalgia kick for me. Like I said, yeah. I, I, I watched the heck out of it growing up. And when I was watching it, like as soon as this, the music started, I was like, yeah. I remember this song, I remember this song. And it, it definitely like, man, it gets trippy at the end. Yeah. So I guess we should go into it and we'll kind of go through it like we usually do. So the opening credits uh, have the title song, The Three Caballeros, and a beautiful bright colors. I really liked the animation a lot. Uh, it had to what I feel out here in Texas as that Southwest feel that you mm -hmm. see a lot in San Antonio, which is influenced by Mexico and other Latin American countries. So it was really cool to see that animation in the beginning. This one definitely, and I mean, we're going to see this a lot through the whole thing, but I, I, this very much felt like the idea of Latin America definitely through an, an American lens. Like you were saying, yeah, that felt like I think the it's Southwest. Similar, I think it's similar also to, we mentioned this in uh, Saludos Amigos, where, you know, it's highlighting all the positives of, you know, if you were a tourist, what you might see, what you might do. Yes, but the thing I liked a little bit better about Saludos Amigos, um, and this is going into the movie a little bit more, everything in Saludos Amigos was like, we're going to show you actual footage from the country we're talking about. And then we're going to go to a, cart a full yeah, cartoon. Yeah, it was more of a travel brochure, a travelogue. And yeah. this one, all of the live action, almost all the live action, some of the stuff where they're flying through Mexico felt like just Mexico footage. But most of it was sets. And, and, yeah, and, and filmed on the Disney backlot. Suspiciously Caucasian looking actors. Oh, and that I didn't notice. I don't think those people were always native to the lands they were oh. representing. But we'll, I could be wrong. Uh, so, basically, it opens with a big package for Donald's birthday. We mentioned his birthday is on Friday the 13th, and the tag uh, is at first in, is it? I think it's Spanish. It's Spanish. First, it's in Spanish, and then uh, the animation changes to English so you can see what it says. And the first gift is a projector set up with a penguin. And so, he looks through the film and sees that there's a penguin in the film, and so he sets up the projector in the, the film reel and everything. And uh, we start with, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, Avis Reras, Strange Birds. Uh, and we hear a very familiar voice. His name is Professor Holloway, and it is Winnie the Pooh's voice. Yeah, talking about taking us to the South Pole. The South Pole. Again, everything here is written in Spanish, and I don't remember what's Spanish for South Pole, but like 
they're definitely doing this through the lens of people of of, of people who are native Spanish speakers seeing it. Yeah, well which I thought was English really speakers. cool. So we go to the South Pole and we see all these different penguins and there's one real sad penguin who's like oddly shaped and tall and kind of skinny. Uh, and then the rest of them are somewhat happy, but we meet Pablo and Pablo the penguin uh, has a special place in my heart because he doesn't like the cold. <laughs> and I loved this whole bit of a penguin who just wants to get to a warmer climate. And well, so I also like he only has one friend and it's his stove top pipe. Smokey his, Joe. His, yeah, Smokey Joe. And his he, wood-burning stove. His wood-burning stove. And his, like, belly is cold. And he turns around and warms his butt. And then his belly yeah. gets cold again. And he keeps so doing So he has this wood-burning stove. And it's how he gets warm. And uh, essentially, he tries several times to leave. He's, you know, got it set that he wants to go somewhere warmer. And he's got all these, like, travel posters up in his igloo. And so he tries a couple different times to leave. And the first time, he just tries to go on his own and he realizes how cold it he gets. He freezes and yeah. like rolls back. And, then, and he... then the second time he ties the stove on top of him to take Smokey Joe with him. And then I forget what happens with Smokey Joe and him. Uh, he but... can't, he's on skis. And oh, the that's ski, right. He's too weighted in the back. So he can't that's go right. over the So hills. he flips down into a snowball. Uh, and then next, uh, he tries hot water bottles, like tape For, tied like, to his feet. Snowshoes. Yeah. And tied on his body. And then the hot water bottles just sink in the snow and you find out there's ice underneath it. And so then he becomes an ice cube. And each time, like, there are all these penguins wishing him well and the group gets smaller and smaller until it's just two penguins because nobody believes that he's actually going to do it. And then he has this brilliant idea of it. Well, that was one thing I thought was interesting about this because it wasn't like uh, Rudolph, you know, where everybody else was making fun of him for being different. Everyone was very supportive Nobody of him. Nobody was really making fun of him. They just eventually were like, okay. I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, but the ones who are still there helped him out. Yeah, no, yeah. They dethought him, essentially. And <clears throat> so then he comes up with the brilliant idea of a boat or a ship. And so he basically just carves the ice that his igloo's on in the shape of a boat. And he sets sail uh, for warmer climate. And so uh, we see an animated scene of a blanket of fog, and this fog rolls out, and Ryan said it was not quite as good as, what was it, in Saludos Amigos? Night falling. Yes. When the, when when the, the darkness bam. falls, yeah. So that happens, and he follows the coastline, and he gets up to the equator, and there's a fun little bit there where Neptune helps him get up over the equator, or under the equator. Who looks like Santa in he, a yeah, swimsuit. Yeah, uh, with a triton. And then he's so happy to see the sun, and he's so excited, and he doesn't realize that everything's going to melt. So his igloo starts to melt, and his boat starts to melt, and he has a bathtub. And so that, you know, is plugged, and then the, the plug flies off, and the bathtub is, is sinking, essentially. And so it's All this water is coming out like a geyser. Yeah. And he eventually figures out to take the, the shower pipe. Head, the shower, shower pipe head. Pipe. And shove it in the hole, and then it becomes like a. It sprays almost water. You have to see it to really it's get the It's really whole great. Thing. But that's how he figures out to make it like a speedboat. Yeah. And, and I think he's at the Galapagos. Was that where they said he was at I the end? I think so. I don't know that I wrote it down, but I think that that's where he ends up. I know because he's, he's got a turtle who's bringing him drinks. Yes. And he's kind of in a hammock, I think. And he's sunburned, essentially. Uh, and, and he looks happy, but he's sweating the whole time. Yeah, and they call him a bird in paradise. That's yes. kind of how that one ends. So I actually really liked that's, that one. That's not how it ends. How it ends is him going, 
maybe I should hit and he looks back in his wall instead of having pictures of Sunny, it's all pictures of Antarctica. Oh, him that's thinking, right. That's right. Maybe I do and it's the idea of like grass is always greener. But he seems yeah. content. Yeah. Uh but I really liked that one quite a bit. And then we go to we're still with the film reel. And we go to the Andes and exotic birds. And they open up on different birds, uh, and they're talking about these different birds. And then they see two toucans, and they use the phrase "toucans making love," which I thought was really yeah, I a would bizarre like to... choice of words. I think they could have just said "toucans kissing" because they made it was That's a whole was. bit about like when one toucan turns, the other one can't turn in to kiss them because of their beaks, which I thought was like a funny little thing. But I thought the phrase "toucans making love" like did not fit in there and was an odd choice of words it's just a weird thing to look out for parents if like i mean i don't think i think it would slide by super easily but yeah it did i don't kind think of it like, was oh, an huh. issue it was more of just like that just doesn't fit i think it would ping for a a child more if they said it and the adults went oh like if they if the adults reacted to yeah, it so. yeah possibly uh, and then there's the weird, weird bird who comes back a couple different times. What is he called? I'm going to look Eric that up Quinn? real quick. Eric Quinn? It's, I wish Bree was back to give us a pronunciation. I know, Bree. All my mispronunciations. I apologize, listeners. It's going to happen throughout uh, the duration of all of our podcast episodes. I mispronounce uh, quite a few things. But it is this oddball bird who wears, I think, a t-shirt. And uh, he kind of comes in and out. Throughout. Weirdly, it's not in here, or it's not on. The... I have it written down, but obviously, I didn't spell it right. Right. Araquan is, or it's something, something like that. Like that. Um, Araquan, that's it. All right, so I got it right. All right, <laughs> so uh, do you have anything to say about this weird bird? It's just, it's not a real bird. Like everything else in this, I think, is based off of like real nature footage and real, not based off na- nature footage, but they are like the two cans and yeah and the scissor birds and things like Mm -hmm. that and and this one was just one that they just made up to be this kind of like do you remember the dodo bird from uh tiny tunes or from regular looney tunes Mm -hmm. and it was like this weird bird they went to dodo land i think that's what it's supposed to be it's just supposed to be some strange comedy some strange what's the word i'm looking for comic relief yeah and it it was funny but it was also is the reason i found out he wasn't real also was um that uh drink that 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 youtube video of making the brazilian drink was talking about about how the guy would go and talk about this bird to everyone he's like oh it's a weird bird that has a weird thing and he's like and then i found out it wasn't real and it was really a bummer oh that sucks uh so yeah so you're following these different birds and then you see like flocks of flamingos and i loved this bit of animation because donald tries to move like the flamingos so he tries to get like tall and skinny and he like moves his feet like the flamingos and so i thought that was kind of fun Mm -hmm. And then um, we go to the gaucho from Uruguay. And I have a note, and now I have to find it. Here it is. Uh, so the gaucho from Uruguay, Uruguay. I don't know if I'm even saying that right. Well, now you've thrown me off. Uruguay? Yeah, I'm not Uruguay. sure. I apologize, I listeners. Uh, I'll get to my note in a second here. We've just lost all our our listeners in Uruguay. Yes. I'm so sorry. Uh, Uruguay? I don't know. I think it's Uruguay. Uh, so Hold on. We're going to stop for a second. All right, listeners. He's listening to a YouTube pronunciation. <laughs> Uruguay. 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 So we neither one of us were right. Guys, I took Spanish for I don't know how many years, and I'm <laughs> losing it. So Uruguay. anyway, uh, we see this gaucho, and we've been introduced gaucho to him. Gaucho from where, Tara? Uruguay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, we've been introduced to him 
the what he is uh, essentially a type of cowboy. From Saludos Amigos. Yes. It's the same thing that uh, Goofy was dressing up as. Yes. And, and he's doing the same thing where he's like... The same thing. He's putting on all the clothes and they're naming, naming what they all are, which I really liked. And then we find out uh, that he finds this flying donkey who well, he calls Burrito. Well, which means little burrow. Yes. Which burrow is donkey. Um, so I don't... I, it's funny because I always think about that and I always think, well, is it called a burrito? Does that have anything to do with a little donkey? Like what? Mm. So I don't know. We'll look that up and we'll get back to you on that, guys. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this is it was a, a narrator talking about a story from when he was younger, but he was also like, he could control the story. Like He was like, I was up on a rock. No, wait, it was a tree. And then like, the, animation the rock goes away and the and tree the comes in. And the rock and the tree changes what kind of rock and tree it was. And he's like, get off this. There's no point. And he would remind his younger self to do so. He's like, don't forget the hunting knife. Or then he'd like, they'd argue. Yeah. And, he'd go, and then I did this. And he'd go, no, 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 not yet. Like, <laughs> it was just Yeah, it was a really me. interesting... Uh, type of storytelling a way to tell the story and so you're kind of following him as he goes out on the hunt and he finds this flying donkey and he wants to catch him and train him and the note that i had was the flying gachito is uh what he's called uh in english in the english version he's from uruguay 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 Uruguay. in the spanish version he's from argentina so they changed where he's from and i'm not they i did not read why there was no Nothing was written as to why that was the case, but I found it interesting that they did change it. Well, in Saludos Amigos, the the goofy, the goofy, I said goofy kind of like with a strange Latino accent, goofy. Yeah. The goofy uh, portion was for Argentina, which is interesting. Mm. So yeah, that is interesting. So then we go after he's kind of trained uh, his burrito, who is a flying donkey. He talks about how there is this race. There's this big fiesta. And there's gambling, and there's dancing, and there's a horse race. And it's a 1,000 pesos if they win. And he's like, oh, we are like a shoe in to win because I've got this donkey with wings and like no one's going to know. And so he kind of lines up. Which is interesting to me that it's illegal to have a flying donkey in a horse race, but it's okay to have a regular donkey in a well, horse yeah, race. Well, yeah, yeah. Basically, we get to that, yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, he does this horse race. Everyone's making fun of him. And I like all the animation of, like, how he's, like, very proper trotting mm-hmm. with him. And then they're like, oh, you have to look like a jockey. And then he changes the way he's But they're riding. still going slow. Yes. He's, like, looking very intense. But yeah, so just... all the other horses are, like, a cloud of smoke. And, like, horse heads are popping out to see, like, who's in the lead. And then he's like, now's the time. Now's the time. And that's where I think he tells him to get out his knife when the rope yes. is trying to cut the rope so the donkey's wings will open up. And so they win, and he's so excited, and he gets the big bag of a thousand pesos, and then this bird is singing sweetly up on, uh, I think, a telephone pole. It's up high, and uh, well, it's the same bird from the beginning. Remember, they were talking about that bird whose mud mud nest looks like an oven. Yes, and that's what he thinks he's hunting when he sees the wingspan, and it winds up it's the donkey. I thought he was hunting condors. Whatever he was hunting, he thought the donkey was that bird. And then it turns out it was the donkey. So the donkey gets sidetracked. Sidetracked's the wrong word, but... uh, Distracted. Yeah, distracted. That's the right word. Uh, He flies up to the bird and starts, like, sing-songing at the bird. And then everybody sees that the Mm -hmm. donkey has wings. And that's what Ryan said. And they get real mad. Yeah, it's like, you can't have a flying donkey in a horse race. I'm like, you shouldn't have a donkey in a horse race. The only reason you let him be in the horse race is because you knew he'd lose. And there was probably a fee to get in and you took his money. Get out of here. 
And then and then it weirdly ends with like and we were never seen yeah! again. They like fly off into the sunset and say and we the were words never heard we of were again never, in our yeah. whole lives. The end. I'm like, okay, one that implies that the narrator is dead. And it's two, just like it's a weird, really yeah. weird, yeah, like and that was it. Yeah, uh, it should have been and that was it. Yeah, basically. We, we cut back to Donald. And so now he gets his next present. So well, he, he starts is, hearing this like, doom, 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 yeah. Doom, and doom, so doom, essentially, doom, 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 it's one big. I like it. I do. It's one big present, and then there's little presents inside of it. Yes. So uh, the projector and everything was the first present. This next present is moving and dancing, and puffs of smoke are coming out of it. And uh, we find out it is our favorite pal, Jose. Karaoke. Karaoke. Karaoke, but... Uh, Jose Karaoke, and he starts talking about Brazil, and, you know, have you been to this area, and then by... Bahia. Bahia. Yeah, Bahia. Which is funny, because I think the American... It's B-A-I-A with a... Well, the American spelling I read is B-A-H-I-A. Oh, But it's one of the states in Brazil, and he keeps going, Ah, Bahia, you'll have... He keeps yes. going, have you been to Bahia? Yeah, he's like so excited. The weird, every time that bird comes back that we talked about, I call it the weirdo bird. So the weirdo bird <laughs> the comes weirdo back. The weirdo bird is pretty accurate. The weirdo bird comes back for a little bit. Steals his cigar. Yeah. And then kind of like disappears again. And then he starts describing Bahia. And the animation here was some of my favorite in the whole thing. Beautiful colors, very detailed, uh, describing Bahia and you know, talking to Donald, you know, we have to go, let's go. And so they jump into the book. So they're looking at a book, at pictures mm-hmm. um, of the well, book. He, he shrinks Donald by hitting him in the head with a mallet. Cause yes, that's J- right. Joe or Jose is like... Is smaller. Is small. And, he, and so he turns into four Joes, hits him with a mallet. And turns. That's back. right. That's There's right. a lot of surrealist kind of strange yeah. cartoony stuff going on in this one. So... Um, you know, they jump into the book and they get on a train and the weird bird draws a bunch of train tracks and Does the train a real splits. Roadrunner movie. Yeah, here. the train splits a bunch of different ways and then it comes back together. Uh, and so then they go to the land of romance. Uh, and um, we get to see Yaya, who is I'm looking this up. Give, give Carmen me Miranda's younger sister. Aurora Miranda. Aurora Miranda, the sister of Carmen Miranda. Uh, oh, that's going on the next people are in it. But um, yeah, I think it was a so big deal. So this is our she was first live action yes. scene. We should say up to this point, it's all animation. Um, and at one point, they right before they go, when Jose is doing the whole bit, shrinking Donald down, mm-hmm. he uh, is dressed like Carmen Miranda with yeah. the with the fruit on his head and everything. And so we go to the land of romance and we see Yaya, who is Carmen's sister. And Donald's, this is where Twitter paid it, starts with Donald. And it just keeps going Donald throughout. Donald really, really wants some kisses in this one. Uh, I don't yeah, know a and he way doesn't to put care it. who it is. Because yes. as soon as one lady's gone, it's like he's never met that lady and he's like hooked on another one. Hey, toots. Yeah, that comes a little later. But yeah, his heart's jumping out of his chest. And he's, like, really trying to control himself. The other thing we notice is when she comes into the shot, she's holding a tray on her head. And the tray is outlined with really thick lines. So, so it, it looks like it's animated, but it's not. It's yeah. a real prop. 
Uh, so I thought that was really a neat way to make her feel like she was in the animation. They didn't really bit. go into the her selling cookies thing very much. It immediately just became she danced around. Yeah, and then um, we have a group of gentlemen that come in with instruments and are singing, and Donald gets very jealous. Who is that guy? Uh, and at one point, he, his face turns green, and he grows horns, like green of jealousy. Uh, and... Then, Joe gives, him, then a gives him a mallet. Yeah, gives him a head. hammer. And, and keeps Donald missing. keeps missing. And uh, then I wrote a note here that I love all of a sudden Donald and Jose start dancing. They get like swept up in the music and like the men and women dancing and they're dancing together and it's really cute, the two of them dancing. I want to talk about the, the technical side of this, this sequence a little bit because... Yeah. Mostly as a warm-up for our Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode, which I am going to gush over. But if you go back and you look at them dancing... And Mary Poppins. Even, Mary Poppins is very good. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is is like the pinnacle. I know, but I don't want us to forget about Mary Poppins. Okay, we won't forget about Mary Poppins. <laughs> but when we'll notice this again, Mary Poppins will be an evolution. But you can see... Well, that's the other thing. It's it's humans in an uh, animated world. This is yes. animated people in a human world. None, Jose and Donald don't have shadows. They're always in front of everybody because mm-hmm. there's they're, they're, they don't want to do the depth of the moving. Like, yeah. if they're ever behind actors, you can tell it's almost that was animated before and then they were on a rear projection screen. Otherwise, they just drew over the 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 film. It's, yeah. it's, it, and it's, there's stuff in here I will mention later that looks great, but it's just interesting to see where they went from there. Like, probably yeah, just the idea of, like, Yeah, and I thought just them exploring with this in 1944... Yes. Was really amazing. I think it came out in 45, but 44, 45 was amazing that they were like, we want to do this Mm -hmm. and let's like kind of dive into this world of combining live action and animation. Well, I know, I don't know if they did it before, but there was that Tom and Jerry sketch where he's dancing with, uh, who's the lead from Singing in the Rain? Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. It's Gene Kelly and Tom and Jerry the mouse dancing. Mm. Yeah, well, and with Disney, we mentioned the first example of it was in Fantasia with Mickey and the Conductor. Right, but right, it right. would be interesting to see if anyone else had attempted it up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be something for us to look up. But so then uh, Donald has this bouquet to try to give to Yaya, and he gives her this bouquet. And she kisses him, and he basically melts. He will. He be. He had, here's what I found out about this movie. Every time Donald, if you if you're a human and you kiss Donald Duck, he will have uh, some sort of of, of drug uh, reaction where yes. he starts hallucinating. And just and like well, and it doesn't. It's not very strong here, but the more we see Donald with women, it, it starts to happen. Have you ever a little seen the more. movie Cool World? No. It's very bad. But it's about like it's Brad Pitt and and somebody else, and somebody else, and they get taken into this cartoon world, and then one of the cartoons. If you've got kids who are in the background listening, maybe skip ahead 15, 30 seconds. If if you are a cartoon and you have sex with a human, you mm-hmm. turn into a human, and the human turns into a cartoon. Oh. And the and the woman who who does that with Gabriel Byrne turns into kim basinger mm-hmm. it's a terrible movie and no one should see it but like it's just that's what i think of in this it's like if a human kisses a uh uh, uh animated they have a hallucinogenic reaction yeah because every time he gets kissed it goes into a very pink elephant scene. yeah well and the scene that it goes into after she kisses him is all we start to see all the instruments are animated which is really cool and then um we see these birds uh silhouettes of birds that turn into the men dancing 
Yeah, there, there. Well, that was... it's two men dancing with, trying to dance with Aurora Miranda. Yes. And they, uh, like, they do a quick flash, and then there, there are silhouettes of, of cocks. It's cockfighting. Yeah. And then it uh, flashes, but it doesn't flash back. It like morphs. Yeah, and then and when was... they when they flash over or they show her, the shadows of them. Are animated. are animated like very so it was a really yeah. cool sequence and a lot of things to pick up on for there so i would say definitely look out for that if you're watching it because it was really interesting uh and donald you know is saying beautiful girls and like really wanting the girls and jose is pulling him out of the book and this is the theme with this <laughs> film is they're always trying to get donald away because he's being just a little too much of a creep. they're always introducing donald to women and then pulling him and then away being like this is a mistake donald is a little too creepy <laughs> i don't I don't know if it's a mistake. I don't know if it's this creepy, is, but... Well, yes. Yes. I, but I don't mean it. I, I think if you're an adult and you're thinking about it, it seems very creepy. Yes. My my issue more of with the Caballeros is they seem to be kind of mean to Donald. Like, later they blow him up. Like, they, they kind of, like, are, like... Yeah. They're friends, but it's also they kind of pick on him. But I think that's the thing. was like, let's get these women. Oh, we gotta go, Donald. Like... Yeah, so... I don't know. Uh, basically, Jose is pulling him out of the book, and that animation was a little bit fun too, because it's it looks like a bookmark, but it's the the it's Donald tale Tat. of yeah. Donald Tat, and so he pulls him out of the book, uh, and then we go to another present. So Jose basically is distracting him like a child because Donald's upset that he's being left by all the beautiful women, and is like another present, Donald, another present, uh, and. This is when... At this point, he tries to open the present, and Donald is still small. Yes. And so he can't open the present, and he's sad. Like, we see a tear come down, like, Donald's beak of him being so sad that he's small because well, Jose had turned him. He's also yelling that he's a not-PC term for a small person. Oh, I didn't hear that. He goes, I'm a this, you're a this, too. Oh, I didn't hear that. So the M word. Oh, interesting. I did. A lot of times I have trouble understanding Donald well, for obvious and, reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I did not pick up so on that. So that's a funny thing. In the DuckTales, there's a whole thing where they can't understand him, and uh, the scientist gives him a pill mm -hmm. that makes you be able to understand. Like, he gets a new voice. Yeah. That new voice is Don Cheadle. Oh, that's awesome. So he's like, you guys are being real. What's happening to my voice? And it's, and it's oh, that's fun. <laughs> Iron Man's Don Cheadle. That's great. Uh, so Jose does this whole, like, magic bit like magic, magic trick uh to get himself big and he's like oh nothing under this sleeve nothing under this sleeve and does this whole thing and then uh he lifts a scarf and his finger is like glowing and he blows on his finger and it makes him big he basically inflates himself so then donald tries to do it and of course it all goes wrong and donald's hand gets really big but the rest of them thumb, yeah because he blows on his thumb uh so now they're big and the next gift is mexico so there are silhouettes of Donald and Jose dancing, which I thought were really cool. And it's in front of that kind of wave character from Fantasia. What is it? Was it just the song or the, the sound? soundtrack? Soundtrack. Yeah. So you start but it looks seeing like a the guitar. sound waves. Yeah, yeah, it's the guitar, and then eventually Donald turns Gets stuck into it. In it. Yeah. yeah, and that was really cool. And then we introduce. I thought Jose was my favorite. Panchito Pistole. But I'll tell you, Panchito is pretty. Great. He was great. I, it's it's hard for me to pick between him and Jose. Well, but like Jose is super cool and slick. Like Panchito is like out of a mariachi band, and oh, I love he's, him. He's he's, so he's a good. rooster. Yeah. Now he is very trigger happy. If you're an adult trying to watch, you know, let your kids watch this. He so. does have pistols. I, you know, I don't think it's anything major, but it, he he just I I love when he's like. 
his feet are up and he's projecting himself by shooting them down on the ground. Yeah. Like, but this is where we hear the three caballeros song again from the beginning. Uh, all three of them have sombreros, and at one point they sing about all three have guitars, but Donald doesn't get a guitar. He gets a saxophone, they, and then they it's a each, trumpet. Yeah, they each make a guitar appear, but then Donald tries it's a saxophone, and then it's a trumpet, and then, and it's, then a it's a bass. And then it's either a bass or a cello. I think it's a bass. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I'll play this. Yeah. And then Panchito, at the end, it's like this big finish. He's holding the last note, like, for as long as he can. And it's going on forever and ever. And Jose and Donald are doing everything to stop it. They, like, plant flowers that grow up around him. And And they set him on fire. Yeah, they do all these different animations. And then all of a sudden, the note ends, and Panchito is gone. And it's just a sombrero on the ground. And... They lift it up, and is that where they reveal the piñata? The piñata. Yeah, the piñata is under, uh, under the sombrero. Don't look. <laughs> I was sharing with Ryan listeners that I realized I don't know how to spell piñata, and I knew if I told Ryan how I'd spelled it, he'd call me out on the show. So I'm not showing him how I've spelled it, because I am slightly embarrassed that I didn't know how to spell it. But anyway, back to the piñata. <laughs> At least I can say it. Uh... What I liked about this is we go into a little bit of a tradition that I'm assuming happens in Mexico talking about um, Christmas and the nine days leading up to Christmas. And when Panchito mentions Christmas, Donald starts singing Jingle Bells and Panchito goes, no, Donald, not Jingly Bells. No Jingly Bells. No Jingly Bells, which I love. So we go into this short little animation of children going through the town uh, and they are doing the pilgrimage the journey of mary and joseph as they're getting mm-hmm. to the inn and everywhere they go and that's not really animated it's kind of slidey like slideshowy yeah but it's still it, it, i like that it's a different style i did too it's yeah very cool and everywhere they go they're asking you know is there room for us and everyone's saying no and then i was like if they do this as a tradition is that what happens everyone turns them away so i guess the big question is is this a christmas movie and do we have to start adding it to our collection oh, there you go maybe just this section yeah we do watch a lot of christmas Uh, themed movies at the holiday uh so then you know they get to somebody who is very friendly and who lets them in and so he's like you know that's when we celebrate with a pinata when once mary and joseph have arrived uh where they're at and so now he starts describing to donald how you break a pinata he puts uh kind of a, a stick i guess in his hand and he goes no 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 you have to be blindfolded and spins him around and does that whole thing and that's when they start kind of teasing Donald again. Where yeah, they lasso the pinata, and so Donald touches it and sees where it's at, feels where it's at, and then goes to swing, and they pull it up on Pinchito's lasso. As someone who can get easily frustrated when they're having pranks pulled against them, I feel like that's this is me relating to Donald. So yeah, so we go through this whole thing, and Donald's character—he's got a short fuse. Mm-hmm. You know, he his temper is pretty fiery, pretty quick. So that's what happens here, and finally he peeks under the blindfold. He's like had enough, and that's when he hits it, and everything pops out. And I was like, wow, I love this pinata. There were so many beautiful things that came out of this pinata. Uh, we're just used to candy, so I am curious. The last time you had a piñata, it was not filled with candy. Oh, yes, that's right. Listeners, I forgot. Some of you who are listening uh, may have been in attendance, but for my 30th birthday, uh, this also follows the penguin. I hate the cold, and my birthday is in January. And so I would always talk to Ryan about how, you know, I was always jealous of people with summer birthdays because they could have all these 
you know, outdoor things. And when I was little, I did have a couple pool parties at like a fitness center in January. But uh, so I told Ryan this. And so he threw me a surprise 30th birthday at a hotel with a pool. And there was a pinata and it was all tiny liquor bottles inside. Well, my thought right? was, yes. My yeah. thought was because they were plastic, they'd be fine. Yeah. And then we had a friend, <laughs> but, a but we didn't have a open. stick. And a friend of ours played broom ball, right? He That's went down was, and yeah. got, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, I have had a pinata with not candy in it, but I am curious I kind of want to do a deep dive, and I'm saying this so I remember to look it up, uh, to see what pinatas are filled with, or traditionally, was it filled with something besides candy? I or if you guys curious. have had a pinata without candy, just send us an email. Yeah. at gmail.com. We'd love some mail. So yeah, that would be great to kind of find out your traditions with a pinata. Uh, but then we, you know, he breaks the pinata, and then we go kind of uh, back to the book and the history of Mexico with the flag. And they start talking about how the flag, the symbolism of Mexico's flag and what it means. And then we focus on Mexico City and the lake. We don't really see Mexico City, which is kind of a bummer. No, I like the it's shot animated, of it where... It, I believe. This is something they see. talked about for Saludos Amigos was the idea of trying to... Like, people at that time thought, like, Latin America and all that was pretty backwards. Mm -hmm. So I think showing more of Mexico City would have really helped that because it's a big bustling city. Yeah. And the Mexico song plays and I really liked that song a lot. And it was a weird a animation bit, though. Yeah, the animation was a little odd. They tried to show the culture, I think, in that animation, but I don't think it was as successful as it was in earlier it's a uh animations in this film. So I like the animation wasn't terrible here. They did try to showcase the culture I didn't think they did as good of a job as they did um, earlier in the film. But then uh, the part I do like is the magic carpet. But instead of a carpet. It's a sarape. It's a sarape. And Which so that's like how a, they. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. I think it's just a blanket. So yeah. The sarape is how they travel to Mexico. So they a go long blanket like shawl. With bright colors usually. So that's how they go back into the book. So. I would like to take this time for a second to talk about one of the other pieces of research I did that I forgot to mention earlier, uh, the Grand Fiesta Tour in Epcot Center. Yes, I had a note to make sure we talked about it. They have added, I don't know exactly when, I could probably look it up, but why Why would I do research for this podcast I'm making? What a jerk. <laughs> um, so, But they, they have changed it so that it includes the three caballeros. Mm. And I did a, I watched a POV uh, ride through, which we'll post, um, that is essentially it's, it feels like it's like uh, Jose and Panchito are like, and Panchito, do, Jose does not have a cigar and Panchito does not have guns. I don't think. But um, it's it's a lot of screens added into this boat ride through Mexico. And it's if you're like us, I love Epcot and I love some of the more boring, quote unquote, non-thrill rides. And I don't think I've been on the on the Grand, Fi the, the, the Grand Fiesta one. I think, and I think the thinking was when I was a kid, we know enough about Mexico. Let's go on the Norway ride one more time. Oh, because, yeah, you lived here in Texas. Yeah. yeah. So um, you go on, and it's Panchito and Jose are like, where's Donald? We can't find him. And then, like, the next screen is Donald, kind of from Saludos Amigos, running around with a camera. Mm -hmm. And he just keeps getting lost in Mexico. And they're flying around in the Serape. And there's a bunch of things where they go into scenes from Mexico. Like, they go to a mariachi band. It's like, have you seen Donald? And they're like, no. And they do a whole bunch of that stuff. And then at the end, you have the three... Uh, animatronics kind of singing the song at the end but it's all to 
the Three Caballeros song. So yet another reason, perhaps, why this song has <laughs> been in my head for three for weeks. Uh, but I love the way that they kind of incorporate stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's probably a really wonderful addition uh, to the ride. Neither one of us can speak on it because we haven't been on it. Uh, but now we go back to some more live action. So. Uh, when they're traveling through Mexico, they are like out on the lake, and you're seeing, um, and they never describe these boats. I th- there's got to be nets or something. Yeah, but they but almost they're... look like butterfly wings. Yeah, uh, really interesting looking boats, and they're out on this lake. And then we start seeing traditional dances of the area, and so we're seeing lots of men and women dance, and they travel on. I wrote magic carpet, but the magic serape to. Veracruz and so now we're more live action in Veracruz more dancing uh the longo I think I might have that wrong but that was they named a lot of these dances and I couldn't always catch it because it would come by quick uh but they showcase this dance and this is when Donald says hi you toots <laughs> and he says it a couple times and it's all these women dancing in a circle and he's like may I cut in and says hi you toots and, you know, he doesn't really, he's not successful when he cuts in the first time. And then he finally cuts in and the music changes because Donald is dancing and not really following the rhythm. And the music all of a sudden has like a big band feel mm-hmm. to it. And so Donald is like cutting up a rug and like really having a good time. And then it goes back into the traditional rhythms. And I thought that was a really cool part. And he's dancing with the woman and, you know, she's holding his hand and they're dancing together both in that big band style as well as when it goes back. Uh, And you've got uh, Panchito, a part of the mariachi band and lots of really unique uh, instruments specific to that culture. Yeah, I really liked when Jose was like playing like... It's it's clearly just a guy standing there with an upright bass and and they're animating the strings moving yeah. over it. But I just love uh, Jose playing the bass with his feet at one point. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It was fun. Uh, so then we travel to Acapulco Beach, and uh, this was one of the facts, fantasy, fairy tale, excuse me, fairy tale facts that I found that was uh, was not filmed on location. And as Ryan mentioned, uh, we have not done research to know if any of it was filmed on location. They all felt like sex. Uh, I do think when we went to certain countries and like saw the men in the boats, that may have been that real was, footage. Yes, that was that felt like real footage. But any of them that like the that was the Bahia scene was felt like uh, on a set. A set. Yeah. Both of these dance scenes felt so, like a set. So, but the. This, I did have a very specific fact that said this was not filmed on location at Acapulco Beach. It was uh, kind of on the back lot in Disney, in California. And this is where Donald, like, really starts to lose it with women. out of control. Uh, He (laughs) sees women with, like, a... What is that? Telescope. Telescope. And he sees that they're in bikinis and one pieces, and he's like, oh, my goodness, I have to get down there. I absolutely have to get down there. And then he changes into swim trunks, which that I thought was really funny. It was like the swim shirt, stripes, and shorts. But then it's just like eight minutes of like... Of live action on the beach of with women. With Donald running around being like, come here, come here. It's just yeah, crazy. and like, like women kind of teasing him and kind of not and like running away from him. And at one point he says, hello, my sweet bathing beauties. Yes. And uh, the one animation we really liked that I made a note of is a woman is holding like a beach blanket and Donald, Donald pulls, pulls it from it away her from and her. then it comes underneath him and he's standing yeah. on top of it. That's cool. I also like when they get him in the blanket and they're like flipping him up in the air because something had to be pulling it down to look like there was weight in it. Yeah. It was very, that was cool. 
But so, that scene was a little skippable. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so then, this is listeners where I kind of start to tune out. I do still have notes, but uh, I... Do you want me to take it? I mean, I'm fine with taking it. I know this is the part where he talks a little bit about... I think about Mexico City again. Or, yes. And he says, you know, it's beautiful down there, but even the sky is beautiful. And then a woman kind of appears out of the sky and starts singing. And that woman. You Belong name. to My Heart is the song. And that's the song I mentioned earlier that Bing Crosby and Dinah Shore eventually do a cover of this song. Dora Luce is the singer. I'm and sure I'm mispronouncing that. beautiful, but it's just her face, which is kind of odd. It's not she's connected. She's in the sky. It's like some of the other stuff you can tell, like it's. It's early uh, animation like it's not, and live action. I think action. it's weird. It's not like her silhouette or her whole body. It's just like her head. Well, it's also she's not reacting to Donald. She's not. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful song, but it's a song uh, peppered with Donald going, oh, boy. Like, and it's like, yeah, and this so, is weird. And so it's in the stars. It's in the sky. And it is really beautiful. And Donald's dancing with the stars. And that part I really like. Like, she fades in and out. Um, but then she makes and then the she, fatal error. And she kisses of Donald. kissing Donald. And then I wrote, it's trippy with the three caballeros. Yes. Like, and then it gets, like, they pink have a spot where they It's very psychedelic. They have real women's legs and they're dancing. Yeah, and, and then, like, they're, yeah, Donald says something about they're ruining his good time. He gets very upset that they're, like, um, in the animation with him. It, it takes, like, a real weird turn. And then at the end of it, it there's a whisper from I don't know who. Oh, it's Donald. Girls. Yeah, it's all these flowers it's opening. It's not Donald. There's, it's a different voice. It's just some anime's voice going, pretty girls, pretty girls. Or it's one of the caballeros, <laughs> like, maybe. Ugh. But yeah, it's real weird. Uh, and then... Now, this last scene I really like, even though it's them being mean to Donald again. It's this weird scene where it's like... They're, it's Panchito is a is a matador and and no well you missed the whole dancing cactus scene oh my god I'm really bad at this see thing. I have the that's why Thank I god. take notes Ryan always makes fun of me for my notes but it helps uh, all right keep we're gonna cut all track. that out so here we go uh, but anyway before the scene where they're kind of mean to Donald again there's dancing cacti and there's a woman um, who's kind of tap dancing but with cowboy boots on and spurs. And so she starts out, her silhouette is a cactus, and then as she gets closer to the screen, it's a woman. Carmen Molina. And, she, and she's great. I really liked her I a lot. I love her dance. And yeah. she just looks so happy. Like Yeah, she was really great, but again, Donald like has forgotten about her. all the other women that he's pined over. This is now like the apple of his eye. All I gotta say is Daisy, I hope Daisy doesn't get a hold of this footage. I know, because he's, yeah, real problems he's at home. very embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, so we do this whole animation with the cacti and they start moving and dancing. And when they get bigger, they look a little bit similar to when the brooms Mm -hmm. dance in Fantasia. Uh, and so Donald's trying to chase her and trying to catch up with her and she fades back into the background and her silhouette turns back into a cactus. Mm -hmm. And so now we go into the last scene and this is where I've really now faded because my notes are bull fireworks so i'll let ryan take it for the last one so this, i did kind of zone I just, out here. i just like this scene like it's a fun little thing to say so it's like i think the screen explodes and then like again panchito is like walking out of it like ah like shooting guns yeah and there's all these things and it's it's a little less trippy than the previous stuff but uh there's the bull from earlier when they popped the pinata it's a bull like a fake bull on like wheels with uh fireworks sticking out of it and donald's inside and he's like playing the bull and uh panchito is the mat matador yes. that's the correct term 
and uh, they're doing that bit for a while until Jose lights the the bull fireworks, which is very dangerous. I think he even puts more dynamite in there. Yeah, I will say I liked the animation of the fireworks. Yes. That the, I enjoyed. Also, it's, it's like a two-minute scene, and they're reprising the three caballeros theme. And then the fireworks at the end. This was a really cool part. So it, yeah. all the fireworks are exploding, and the three of them are just watching it. And it's like goes like, Finn, theme, F-I-M, which I guess is Portuguese for it, because Finn is in the, the colors of the Mexico flag. And then the other one is in the colors of the Brazilian flag. And then the end comes up in red, white, and blue. Yeah. So, yeah, I really liked that touch as well. And so that wraps up the three caballeros. So now we will go to our questions. Uh, Uh, How was the princess? The princess in this case being Donald Duck. uh, Donald was a little too much for me. (laughs) There were parts I really liked and he made me laugh. And then there were parts where I was like, at the beginning where he's watching... Calm down, Donald. Yeah, at the beginning where he's watching the film, he's like, just interested in learning. And at the end, he's yeah. like, ladies, ladies, he's just ladies. girl crazy, yeah. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, I, so the next question I think we should ask is, how were the sidekicks? Which were... Sidekicks were fantastic. Jose and Panchito. Well, and you I could also them. see uh, Burrito was uh, yes. in, in that story. And the penguin. There were so many... Pablo? Pablo, the penguin. Uh, but yes, the two major sidekicks were Jose yeah. and Pinchito, and they were fantastic. I don't feel like we really had a villain in this one, except for maybe Donald's libido. <laughs> maybe, yeah, there wasn't really, there wasn't really any like. Um, it never really took a dark turn. I don't think. Let's go for the how it holds up questions. Uh, female character agency, bad. Yeah. Like all it is is just ooh, pretty girls, pretty girls. It's the 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 women are fine in it. Yes. It's it's, the but way it's the, the way that Donald is reacting to the yes, women that's I think, the problem. I think yeah. every woman who comes on and sings or dances is extraordinarily very talented, talented. Very yeah. beautiful. Like, very, I, I really enjoyed the live action with, Not, with both the men and the women. Here's the thing. If you just look at their performance, I don't think they're overly sexualized. I think no, Donald's I'm reaction just saying, to them. I just thought that they were very beautiful. And part of that is they're yeah. wearing the colors and the, the clothing of their culture, which mm-hmm. I gravitate to a lot. Well, okay. Did you, have you seen Three Amigos? I think we've talked about it. I don't know if no. you've seen it. Okay. Do you know, you know what they look like? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, that woman dancing with the cactuses. I was just going to oh, okay. try and get some confirmation. If, 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 you, I, if you agree with me, just talk on the Facebook page or something. Yeah. But yeah, that's what they look like. And I thought that was a, a really cool outfit. I'm curious how... I'm curious about, like, it looked exactly like the Three Amigos. Like, did they pull it from that? Did that come from something else? I'm a little interested in that outfit and all that stuff. But, yeah. Uh, drinking and smoking, we had... So, no drinking, but... Cigar smoking Jose, yeah. But, but it's not it's not in your face. It's not Pinocchio level. No, that's what we're going to compare everything to. Uh, let's go ahead and, and add one in here right now for this one. It is guns. And I think... I think It didn't bother me, but I also grew... It's interesting because... I grew up in a world where you saw those things in animation. Yeah. So I'm curious for children growing up now what that looks like. Or are you showing your kids Yosemite Sam and animation yeah. from when you were younger because it's nostalgic? I, I don't know. I, I There's feel nothing like, like a character looking in a gun and getting shot. Like no one gets shot in this. It's basically just like a kid running around with their finger guns going bam, bam, bam in the air. Like, he's not shooting at anyone. I no. think the stuff with the dynamite is probably more harmful. Yeah, and honestly, I, I think it's us taking a very critical eye. Yeah. I don't think anything is too intense in this. Uh, let me see. And then the final, the, the, the another question. What is your favorite musical number? And I think Maya is pretty obvious. 
Oh. Um, I love the Three Caballeros. I think it may be my favorite Disney song. It's I, it's definitely a top five, no question. I really like the song uh, in Bahia. Bahia. I think it's just called Bahia. Uh, I liked that one a lot. And Maybe Bahia. Bahia, yeah. I keep saying it like Paella. Yeah. Uh, I liked that one a lot, and I liked uh, the Mexico when we're first. It's I think it's just called the Mexico song. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think. Um, I like that one too. I, 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 like I said, I think Three Caballeros is a top five for me. Mm. It's so good. And I think also for you, it's nostalgic. Partly. I think it's a legitimately good song. Yeah, I like it. I, I just didn't gravitate to it as much for right. whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Now the big question. And, and I want you to really think about this because it's a pretty easy answer for me because of the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. And it is, do we, do you want to put it up on your shelf or do you want to lock it away in the vault? I don't want to lock it away in the vault because I think that's drastic. I think people should see it. It wouldn't go on my top Disney shelf. It would maybe go in a drawer. Tara, those aren't the choices. I I don't want to lock it in a vault. I don't think, because I think that's really like, when I hear lock it in a vault, I hear Song of the South or like it's really inappropriate or like, you know, it doesn't hold up in certain ways. And I don't know that I would say that, but I don't know that this is one that I would, I don't know that this is one I'd go back and watch anytime soon. Here's the thing. I think I would do like what I do with the kid because I remember when I was watching it this time, there were parts where I go, oh, I fast forwarded through this. Oh, yeah, I'd watch that. them like as shorts, but I don't think I would watch it start to finish anytime soon. I do recommend seeing it. I think especially if you're following along with us chronologically, I think it's a really great um, following uh, Saludos Amigos just because of a lot of the comparisons that can be made. And Panchito and Jose are fantastic. Uh, but it's not one for me that I'm like, oh, I'm dying to see it again. Well, I've got, for me, first off, for me, absolutely it's going on my shelf. Again, a lot of that is for the nostalgia to push. And understandably so. Yours is going in a drawer? Is that the... Yeah, or like going on the bottom shelf, but it's not like... We're going to call that the vault. (laughs) I, I just, the vault to me sounds very, like... It's never coming out because there was something... You think it's coming out of that drawer anytime I'm just saying because there's something (laughs) wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with this. Right. I think that's where I'm making that distinction, is there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not one that I would showcase up on my top shelf. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for coming along with us to South of the Border. Uh, As always, uh, you can get a hold of us in all the ways that are going to show up here in a few minutes, but let your friends know about us. Uh, We're excited to have so many of our personal friends and family enjoy this podcast, but we'd really like to start gathering more people that maybe we don't know and bring them into the the fairy tale family. Yeah, and we've gotten such great feedback, so we want to thank everyone who has contributed to that feedback, whether they've texted us or posted on our Facebook page. And uh, just a gentle reminder to be sure to review the podcast because it does help spread it and, you know, it gets it out there to more people with the more reviews that are out there. So uh, that's my plug for today. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see you for Make My Music. Yep. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. 
Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.